the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. That's according to John 10.10. And today we continue in this new series called Jesus Has Left the Building and Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus as Pastor Sean is now in Matthew chapter 11 and God's invitation to rest. This is Real Life Radio. Verse 28 through 30. So powerful, so simple. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you're taking notes, write this down. Here's the big idea. The invitation is to everyone, but most aren't tired enough to hear it. The invitation is to everyone, but most aren't tired enough to hear it. Tired of what? Tired of trying to measure up on your own. Trying to be good enough for God. Trying to be perfect in everything that you do in life. Trying to be that person. Trying to to be perfect at work. Trying to be perfect at home. Trying to have perfect kids. Trying to be perfect financially. Trying to be perfect in all this so somehow I can be good enough. And what Jesus is saying is that is exhausting. This message, this invitation to rest is open to everyone. Sadly, though, most aren't tired enough to hear it. This is only for those who are weary and burdened and are beginning to understand, I can't live up to God's law. I can't live up to the standard. I can't be good enough. So what does God have for me? And into that scenario, Jesus says, oh, I've got everything for you. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Verse 25 says it's... Jesus said, I praise you, Father, this is hidden from the wise and the learned. Here's the deal. The prerequisite for the kingdom is not our strength, but our weakness. And in a society that worships strength, this is a problem. This is a stumbling block. This is an offense in a society that says, no, no, no. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can be good enough. You can do it on your own. Now, Jesus lays out four ways, I think, to accept this invitation to rest. The first is to step up to the yoke. It's obviously an agricultural illustration, the picture of an older ox training a young ox in how to plow. And I mean, it's just basic agriculture. The older ox would have the heavier yoke, the younger would be tethered or yoked to the older, and he would have to learn. He could, we couldn't go outside of the rows, we can't pace real fast so we can get back to the pasture. We have to go slow and steady, and that's the idea. It's just a training process, and it begins with a training yoke, and that's the picture that Jesus is giving here. Interestingly enough, this is, by this time, a pretty common reference for a rabbi or a teacher and the students or the followers, the idea of a yoke. It really is. The yoke was referred to and and was a phrase used for the way and the teaching of a master. It's an apt description because it was this idea that it was something binding. You didn't just study it. You put it on. You lived it. 
You brought yourself under it. So a student who was wearing the yoke of the rabbi or the teacher was one who was walking in the way. Yes, studying the teachings, understanding the lessons, but living in those, being bound by those. It's not something you retweet or like something on Facebook that you like and then go on and look at sports or politics. No, no. This idea is that older oxen is bearing the real load. The younger oxen is just walking along. See, Jesus, in this invitation to accept the yoke, the step up to the yoke, is inviting us to walk with him. Because isn't that what Jesus really offers? He's inviting us to walk with him. He's not saying, come to my seminar. I'm going to be down at the Drury Inn for three nights, and you'll be able to make a bunch of money. No, no, his call was to follow him, be yoked to him. Listen, to, in, in Matthew 4, 18 through 20, Jesus walking beside the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. That's what they did. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets, and obviously their boats, and they followed him. And we know the story. They left their business. They left everything and just followed Jesus. In Matthew 9, 9 through 10, Matthew tells of his own follow-me experience with Jesus. Jesus went from there. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at a tax collector's booth, last guy you would expect Jesus to choose. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. It's his last day collecting taxes, and he became a follower of Jesus. Not come to my class, not read my book, follow me. And you see, this is a non-starter for a lot of people. Because he didn't just say, study me, read about me. He said, follow me. Step up to the yoke. We'll be attached at the hip. Well, really, the shoulder. You see, that's really what we're talking about. It all begins with deciding to trust Jesus. And we understand trusting Jesus for our salvation, our forgiveness of sins. We can only be forgiven in him. He paid the sacrifice for our sins. When we receive him as savior, we can be forgiven, set free. It's very simple, very simple. He comes into our life, fills us with the spirit, begins to lead us into a different kind of life. That's where the yoke part comes in. And while it is simple, never promises that it is easy, does it? But let me tell you, Jesus is giving us a clue here. He's not talking about more burdens. He's ta- not talking about more hassles. No, he's actually saying, come, follow me, be yoked to me, and I will give you what? Rest. That's a good word to say. That's a word you've got to breathe out on a little bit and kind of just rest. That's what Jesus promised. Well, how is he going to do that if I've just taken this yoke? I've entered into this relationship with him where he is now the leader. See, the invitation is to everyone. Most just aren't tired enough to hear it. And here's one of the biggest challenges, okay? Number two, taking notes, write this one down. Surrender your agenda. This is the hardest part of taking the yoke. Surrendering our agenda, isn't it? This is the hardest part of taking and accepting that yoke. Now, note what Jesus said that we're supposed to learn. I remember when this first jumped out at me. I'd read this scripture hundreds of times and had never really caught this come to me all you who are weary and burdened i will give you rest and he says this in verse 29 take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls it dawned on me why is jesus saying learn from me for i'm gentle and humble in heart all kinds of things he could have said 
Come and learn from me, for I am all wise, and I will give you wisdom, which is true. I am powerful, and I will give you strength, also true. Why did he choose I am gentle and humble in heart? And you'll find rest for your souls. Is it possible that the source of my unrest, the biggest problem in my unrest, is my own forcefulness, the exact opposite of gentleness, and my pride, the opposite of humility? Is my forcefulness a problem? Now, not for me, I'm a pretty gentle person, but maybe some of you guys struggle with that. First service, I actually had someone go, you know, got this big raspberry when I said that. I'm like, really? That's hurtful, okay? But honest reflection, that was one of the, that's why this, when, I, when I saw that, it was such a gulp factor for me, because I'm not by nature gentle. And I realized, holy cow, what Jesus is saying is my forcefulness. And where is my force usually applied? In my agenda. Forcing my agenda, whether it be at work, at home, my marriage, my kids, my money, my whatever it is. That temptation to go, no, no, I've got a goal, and I want to get to the goal, and we've got to get that happening, so I've got to push it through. And think of all the unrest that that causes. And Jesus is saying, come and learn from me, for I am gentle. A key element to being yoked is surrendering my agenda. So much of my forcefulness is focused on my agenda. And I've got to tell you, pushing that agenda is one of the most exhausting elements of our lives, and it is not God's design. And that agenda shows up all over the place. We see it at home. Lori and I are in a very interesting place right now in our lives. We're empty nesters, okay? Um, we're empty nesters. Our son Ryan just went off to college, doing great. Um, we have a grandchild, little Rylan. Have I mentioned that to you? She'll be on display in the foyer afterwards for those of you who wish to see her. <laughs> but we're empty nesters, and it, a whole area of stress has like been plucked from our home. And man, we love our kids, and we have great relationships, and it was, it was very hard for us to kind of go into this empty nesting because we really enjoyed our family. But as you know, Children, especially as they get older, sometimes there's stuff that they're supposed to be doing, they're not doing. And I got to tell you, my wife is an excellent mother. And she, every stage along the way, saw this as a ministry and as her ministry and our family, making sure our family didn't get damaged by the pace and all of the moving parts of the ministry. She did a great job. But as our kids got older, and some kids more than others, one of ours more than the other, get to that age of, of when they're starting supposed to do things and they're supposed to take care of it? Because isn't that really the goal of parenting, ultimately to take the reins of control and hand them to those kids? How that happens, when they're ready, when I stop supporting, that's a, that's a big source of debate, okay? Well, I just remember, man, the last couple years, oh, you know, getting, getting the boy into college and all this stuff. Oh, he didn't get this transcript. He didn't fill out this application. What do we, and, and, and she's telling me, did you know that he didn't? And I'm like, I guess I'm going to find out, right? And so to tell me all the things Ryan didn't do, and I, I'm like, okay, that's, wow, that's unfortunate. Cricket, cricket. Because I know what the next question is. What are you going to do about it? You ever, that's the time when you die. You know, guys, how to die when something comes out. <laughs> you know. Sometimes the guys just got to die. 
because, you know, in mom and dads, we have a little different perspective on this, and we really do. And this is where some of the tension gets created because uh, moms want to get on it, make sure it goes right, make sure it works. Dads know. You remember, especially with boys, you remember when you were a boy and how your mom was on you and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, whatever, mom, and how you then went out and smacked your head hard and learned a lesson. Oh, maybe mom was right. We've got a dog, a female uh, pit bull, actually. Sweet dog, sweet dog. But she will climb out of the fence. She's part monkey. She's got some primate in her. She can climb out of the pen. We have a big, beautiful pen, porches, everything. From She'd climb out of the pen. And so, because we also have horses, we, I, I have an electric fence. And so I put up the electric fence at the top of the, the dog pen and wait for school to go into session. And I just go, and I'm sitting over there going, and one time she's a very smart dog one time (laughs) lesson learned never again she's really smart there wasn't twice it was once and here's the deal i know and the women in the room ask the question but what if they're not making good choices and at a certain point you got to go well then they're learning good lessons and it's hard man it's hard and where that balance is, I'm not claiming to know, okay? But man, I have to tell you, that agenda with our kids, for, and we both had it. We both had an agenda. That was such, so often a point of stress. And now it's like, oh, look, honey, we're adults. We can go, you, you know what? We're not going to coordinate with anyone's schedule. Let's go have dinner. You want to? Can we do that? Yes, we can. It's not just kids, our kids' agendas and the sports and all the stuff. I mean, let me just tell you about the kids' sports. And you're, I, you know, I know some of you don't think of the kids' sports. You don't, you don't think that that's a, you, don't, you think that's like work, that's important, because my kid's going to be a pro athlete. No, they're not. You haven't seen my kid, but I've seen you. I told my son, I told my son, son, sorry, this is good it gets. It's called genes. It's genetics. It's DNA. Okay, this is it. This is it. All right? Yeah, but I want to be a pro basketball player. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's not, that's not going to happen, okay? But we have all these agendas, and we push in at work, we have these agendas at home, our finances, our goals, our retirement, all these agendas, and think of how much of our stress is about pushing our agenda, and into that scenario, Jesus says, learn from me, for I'm gentle. You're, you're attached to the yoke now. We're not talking about inactivity here. Understand this, very important. We're not talking inactivity, we are talking about directed activity, totally different. You're still going to be working. You're still going to be doing things. Still going to be taking action. But it's the action that the master in the yoke leads us into, and it will be very different. And the net result is rest. The secret to rest is the gentleness of faith. The invitation is to everyone, but most are tired enough to hear it. You're listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church, as you're hearing the second message in a new series called Jesus Has Left the Building, Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus like to learn more of what's happening at River City, just go to reallife.org. But with your invitation to come and visit, here's Pastor Sean. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. 
River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Otama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. Welcome back as we return to the message and the word. This is Real Life Radio. Number three, embrace humility. Because he said, learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart. See, the problem is life is a competition. I have to win, right? We turn anything into a competition. You know, and all the women are nodding. Oh, yes, he can. You know, my yard, it's a competition. You know, my car, a competition, whatever. My job, a competition. And ladies, don't give us that too much because we know how, like, how, how you are too, okay? You find ways to compete, you know. My house got to be a certain way. What if she drops by and the kids' underwear are on the floor? Oh, my gosh, oh, the kids' underwear. Our kids wear underwear. Oh, no, I don't want people knowing our kids wear underwear. You know, I mean, we, we all have it. These areas where we really care a lot about what someone else thinks because we want to be thought of well, and it's this pride and so much stress is a result of pride and pushing a selfish agenda. And Jesus says, learn from me, for I am humble in heart. And I'm telling you, as you read the Gospels, one of the things you're going to be amazed at is how Jesus Christ, God in flesh, Walked on water, fed multitudes with a kid's lunch, water into wine, Jesus. How he is submitted to his father and how he comes and says, you know, I don't do anything unless the father says it. Humility is such a gift. Scripture says God opposes the problem, but he gives grace to the humble. Invitations to everyone. Most aren't tired enough to hear it. And last, accept the invitation to rest. And this is so important. I'm going to ask the musicians to come because we're going to have just a brief time to process in, close, in closing. Accept the invitation to rest. Listen, Psalm 46, 9 and 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Another translation says cease striving. I'm not ready to rest. I'm still striving. I'm still working. I'm still trying. I'm still pushing. In Hebrews 3 and 4, great great passage, God refers to his promised land as his rest. He refers to that destination as his rest. Remember the unbelieving generation missed out on his rest, that first generation who told uh, Moses no? They missed out on his rest because of their unbelief. And then Hebrews 4, 1 and 2 says this, therefore since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the gospel preached to us. In other words, the rest is still available and it is in this gospel, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard it did not combine it with faith. Will you believe him enough? Will you trust him enough to accept the rest, the refreshing of his yoke? It's not inactivity, but it's directed activity. And this is huge because I think our unrest is killing us. God has something so much better for us. I just want to challenge you in this moment this morning to, especially if the Lord has maybe revealed something to you, if he's shown you something, an area of stress, an agenda that you're not sure you trust the Lord with. Yeah, I'll trust him. I'll trust him with my eternal soul, but not with my money or my retirement. 
not with my kids, not with my clients. Jesus, teach us to trust you and teach us the restful position of walking with you in your yoke. It's a simple song taken from that scripture. And just as we share it, I, I just want to encourage you. Take some time to process. Take some time to breathe. And commit yourself to him and to his rest. Like so many times before I'm tired of running In the constant pursuit of more When out of the noise From someplace I know I should be Comes a still small voice of the water and I love gently calling me and you say come to me you who are weary tries to fill every day with things to be done and prices that have to be paid but in the still of evening my heart longs for something more I remember the words of your invitation, the knocking at my door. That's what he says. Receive it. And you say, come to me, you who I will. Let it be part of your spirit. 
Pastor Sean, you've been listening to Real Life Radio as next time we'll continue in this new series called Jesus Has Left the Building and Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus as it's available right now as a free download when you find the sermons link at reallife.org. We invite you to do more than just hear but see and do when you join us at River City Community Church located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park. You can find all the details, directions, and service times also at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262 as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. And we hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Otama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.